0: Hi folks, this is Andy Alford, the host of All Andy Alford, and tonight's show is going to be a long show, as we will be discussing all of the 2020 MLB season with Nick the Money Man DeVera. Tonight's show will be unedited, unrehearsed, and anything goes. So, giving you a heads up right now, before we begin the program tonight, so... If you haven't subscribed to our podcast yet, hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts now every Tuesday and Friday right here on the Anchor Network. And follow the show on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as on Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. Sit back, relax, have a hot dog, and get ready for some baseball talk. Tonight, right here on AllAndyAlfred. Guess who's back? AllAndyAlfred shot and a goal. 24 runs in the span. I really shut out. Dumbino. A hip to a homeboy. Goal, Jacks. Left way back. Put some extra relish on my hot dog. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. And with that I say oh, I love you guys and welcome in to another edition, a special edition of All Andy Elford right here on your exclusive home for me and that is the Anchor Network and that is with either iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you listen, wherever and whenever you are listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight as you can be a part of our show. By following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred. As well as on Facebook.com slash all Andy So welcome into the program tonight. Of course, tonight, the big show. This is the big show. Yours truly. And Nick, the Money Man DeVero, will be joining me here momentarily to set up for this, the 2020 season of Major League Baseball, we are in the full swing of things with exhibition games going on. Last night, got a chance to watch the uh, the Indians and the Pirates game. Clevenger on the hill on Sunday. Got a chance to watch the uh, the Cubs and the and the White Sox. The White Sox look really good. The Yankee game was on Saturday night. Baseball's back and back on television, and that's what we really need in this country. We need to get away from all the coronavirus talk, and we need to get back into some sports, of course, and some positive news on that front. So tonight on the show, all dedicated to Major League Baseball, all dedicated to all things what's happening with baseball. We'll, we'll get our previews and our, our expectations for the show tonight. Also, we'll dive a little bit into the NFL as well with Nick Here in just a little bit, we're waiting on him to give us a call in and uh, you'll get his intro, of course, as uh, it is a reunion of some sorts of Andy and Money coming back together for tonight's show as uh, we're on the All Andy Elford Network here on the Anchor Network. Um, Do want to make mention of this before we begin, of course, as we're waiting for Nick to chime in, of course, the big news of the weekend, one of the big news For Yours Truly, since we're not going to have an Andy rants tonight, it's going to be a long show, so bear with us. Uh, The Marathon Classic came out with the announcement that there will be no fans in attendance now at the Marathon Classic for this upcoming season. Um, It is kind of a heartbreaking moment for Yours Truly. Of course, we will still be covering it and still be on the course of Friday and Saturday of the tournament. Um, Luckily, we have the media credential for it. Um, But unfortunately, we can't be with you, the fans, due to the situation with uh, the cases surging here in the Northwest Ohio area. Um, But all systems are go for right now for the LPGA. It looks like the tournament that's going to be taking place at Inverness is going to go on. It looks like the tournament and and the Marathon Classic is going to get on as well. So, that's a good step. Of course, the crew, a big win this past Saturday night. Excuse me, this past Thursday as they beat they beat up on. They beat and they are now into the round of 16 tournament in the MLS Cup. Back to play tournament as the crew beat the New York City Red Bulls 2-0 on Thursday night. Uh, Cincinnati getting a one nothing win over Atlanta. They're getting ready to play it's coming up. Uh, tom, excuse me. Uh, tom, tonight, eight o'clock first kick for the kick on the pitch is Atlanta taking on Columbus. ESPN two on the coverage for that. Um, big game for Columbus. I mean, they've already made it to the uh, made it to the to the knockout round. Uh, but it. The, the game to watch will be Wednesday, 8 o'clock, It Cincinnati will play the Red Bulls. The winner of that will move on to the next round as both teams are in the bubble area to make it to the next round. So the table is pretty much set as the crew is on top right now of the Eastern Conference as well as on top of the division in their pool play for soccer. Of course, we just had the wrap-up of the big Memorial Tournament in in Dublin, Ohio, as it was. John Ram becoming the number one overall player now in the PGA and in the world, as he shot a nine-under par, beating Ryan Palmer, who finishes six-under par, as it was John Ram getting the handshake from Jack Nicklaus at the Memorial Tournament, and a uh, Tiger, pretty good. He was four over for the tournament. And uh, just doing a little recap before we have Nick on the program. As, like I said, Tiger finishes four over par for, for the round, his final round on Sunday. He finished six over par for the tournament. He shot a 71-76, 71-76. It was Jason Duffner shooting a 7 over 72, 73, 73, and 77. Bubba Watson finishes with a 4 over as well, 78, 68, 70, and 76. The top 10 looked like this. Ryan Ram, 9 under par, 69, 67, 68, and 75. He did not have a good 4th round, but he still had enough to win the tournament. Ryan Palmer... Finishing 6 under par with a 67, 68, 73, and 74. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 5 under par, 75, 76, 74, 78. Matt Walls, 4 under par, 72, a pair of 70s in rounds 2 and 3, and a 72 in round 4. Jason Day finishes 4 under par. He shot a 73, 66, 72, and 73. Uh, Mackenzie Hughes, 3 under par, 74, 66, 73, and 72, the Canadian Tied with Henrik Nolender, who is 3 under par, 74, 66, 71, and 74. Tony Finau finishes 2 under par, 66, 69, 73, and 78. Kevin Na finishes 1 under par, 74, 79, 71, and 73. It was Patrick Reed and Luke List, as well as In Jing Lee, finishing under even par, of f- tied for 10th place. Jordan Spieth finishes some of the notables, by the way. Jordan Spieth, 1 over par, 70, 70, 74, and 75. Steve Snedeker, 2 over par, 73, 67, 77, and 73. Justin Thomas, 2 over par as well, 74, 67, 75, and 74. Uh, Corey Connors, 3 over par, 73, 74, and a pair of 72s in rounds, 3 and 4. Uh, Roy McElroy finishes 4 over par, 70, 72, 72, and his fourth round was a 78 around. Uh, Danny Wilman, tied for 32nd. Here's the fourth round for you, though. He finishes a 74, 68, 70, and an 82 in the fourth round. Jason Duffner finishes 7 over par, 72, 73, 73, and 77. Uh, Phil Nicholson finishes ninth. Uh, with nine over par, 72, 74, 73, and 78, tied for 54th place. So, and Vijay Singh finishes 12 over par, uh, 12 over par, 71, 74, 78, and 77 overall. So, those are the players that made the cut for the weekend. And congratulations to John Rahm. He is now the no, world's number one golfer. As he gets the win at Murfield Village Golf Course in Dublin, Ohio. And by the way, Grayson Murray has now tested positive for the coronavirus. And he has now withdrew from the 3M Championship which will be taking place this upcoming weekend. As uh, it was scheduled to be the... Scheduled to be the open championship this weekend, but it will not take place. The barbersaw championship will take place in Kentucky, and uh, then we have the 3M open the 23rd through the 26th, so which is in in uh, Minnesota. So that's going to be interesting to see how it happens. Uh, big news though, as we're waiting on Nick the Money Man Devera tonight, right here on the Andy Alford All Andy Alford Network to talk. Baseball, as well as the NFL, good news out of the the NHL camp. Of course, the NHL getting ready to uh, start their play uh, practice to play. Uh, Games are going to be be shown on television for exhibition game wise. It looks like it's going to be the Jackets game is going to be against Boston, and um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very very interesting. They get back to play August the first. A slate, a full slate of games, five total games on August the first, starting at noon, which is a Saturday. It will be New York and Carolina, and uh, all the Eastern Conference teams will be playing in Toronto. All the Western Conference teams will be playing in Edmonton. And by the way, in Edmonton, they had a, a severe flooding situation at uh, Rogers Place, but however, it w- did not affect the f- game floor. Where the, the where the ice surface is located at, so they it it stays safe. It's perfectly fine. So that is some good news to hear about that. Like I said, the NHL the, uh, with those with all that taking place, you have the Rangers playing Carolina. That'll be the first game back officially of the playoff round. But we have exhibition games before then as it is a full slate of games for exhibition-wise. Everybody gets to play at least one game inside the facilities to get used to the new facilities. And um, uh, it will all start on the 28th of July, Four game, three games on the docket. So in eight days from now, we're going to have hockey back on the ice. It will be the Penguins and the Flyers at 4 o'clock. The 8 o'clock game, we'll see the Montreal taking on the Leafs. The next night, the 29th, it's a full slate of games. Wednesday, a noon game at Scotiabank Arena will be the Lightning and the Panthers. And then at Rogers Place at 2.30 will be the Abs and the Wild, Hurricanes and Capitals. The nightcap will see the Blues and the Blackhawks, the, the Islanders and the Rangers at Scotiabank Arena. The Blues and Blackhawks and the Wild game is at Rogers Place at Scotiabank Arena. It's Hurricanes and Capitals. In uh, the nightcap at Rogers Place, we'll see Vancouver and Winnipeg. 10:30 puck drop for that one. Uh, Four o'clock puck drop at Rogers Place on Thursday, the 30th, before the playoffs begin. It will be the Predators and the Stars. Seven o'clock sees the Bruins taking on the Jackets, and the and the Vegas Golden Knights will take on the Arizona Coyotes. 10 o'clock puck drop for that one, and then we get into the playoff play which round-robin tournament as well as the round-robin tournament going forward. And then you'll have the playing games with the Flyers and the Bruins and teams and so on. We'll get into all that uh, late, later on, but uh, this show is dedicated more towards baseball with Nick the Money Man DeVera as we're waiting on him, as I'm being told by my producer. We're expected to call here momentarily, and we'll get him on the air and get him set and um, I hope you are excited as I am to, to finally talk some baseball. we got a lot to get into tonight with him. We're going to talk a lot. We're going to talk about the Indians. We're going to talk about the Reds. We'll talk about the Tigers. And we'll also give our predictions for this upcoming season. And we'll do a special game that he and I usually do. Uh, we do over-unders. And we'll see what's going to happen with that. So uh, we'll be right back with Nick, the Money Man DeVera, right here on All Andy Alford. We're pleased to welcome in a familiar voice to the all andy Alpha network of course it is the one the only nick the money man de vera joining me live basically he's on the road right now in his hhr right now as uh he is he is he is getting he's getting all psyched up and ready to go nick it is good to hear your voice again how are you sir how
1: are
0: you doing? Thanks for having me on. It is fantastic to have you on, and um, it, I'm doing really, really well. I hope you and yours are having uh, are staying safe during this whole coronavirus situation. Of course, he and I did a did a, a let's play uh, earlier before this whole thing really got going, and um, it was it was fan- it was fantastic. By the way, I got to make mention of that. That was as we continue on. I thank you for letting me be on and playing a long play of the of the Crash Bandicoot game. I really appreciate that.
1: Oh, for sure, we can do it again anytime
0: you like. Absolutely. I mean, I'll, once this is all settled, you know for a fact that we'll be getting together and we'll be getting to play. So I I I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that. Um, Nick and I have been, you know, we're cousins, of course. And if you're the, new to the show, of course, we've we did a podcast. Before the coronavirus really started going, and that was uh, Nick and Andy and Money basically, and um, we Nick is a expert a little bit more of an expertise in baseball than yours truly. He's more in the depths of the uh, the stats and the analysis and everything like that. But besides that, he's also an NFL like one of the NFL fan. I would suggest right? Am I correct? That is correct. Yes. All right, so yeah, we're going to dive a little bit into the NFL before we dive into this baseball stuff because summer camp is just just ending now and we're getting into the regular season and we're just starting training camps for the NFL. So first and foremost, let's dive into this since we haven't been on the air since we were in Miami for the Super Bowl. Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your thoughts.
1: Well, I think... Uh... Tom Brady obviously has has declined the last couple of years. He's not he's not nearly as immobile as he once was, but I think with Bruce Arians, you know, Arians is of course is one of the great offensive minds in the game, and uh, if anyone can exploit his strengths and minimize his weaknesses, it's going to be Bruce Arians. And I I don't know if I told told this to you or if I randomly posted on Twitter last year, but I said that uh, Jameis Winston last year was going to have his career year, or was going to have his breakout year, I should say, it was going to be last year with Bruce Arians. Now, of course, he hit the 30 picks, but he hit the 30 touchdowns, too, and I think uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay with Arians and those weapons, I I think they're going to be a good team. I don't quite buy the Super Bowl hype yet, but I think they're going to be
0: formidable. They're going to be a good team. I really think that they're going to be a good team um, I also think that, you know, with Rob Gronkowski coming back out of retirement, that really th- there shows you that, you know, maybe the culture in New England changed because Gronk left, and then Tom said, you know what, I'm going to leave too, and then Gronk comes right afterwards, and you're seeing all – and you, I, I totally agree with you. The pieces are all working together, but I don't believe the hype quite yet. No,
1: and it, it's been – Reported, kind of, you know, backburn low key that you know there's been a bit of a struggle the last few years between Belichick and and Tom Brady, and uh, you know one of you know they each think they're the more important piece to the puzzle, and I, I think it was a perfect marriage. But I mean, if uh, you know the relationship got strained, and there's really nothing you know you can do to fix that, really if they're pretty much set in their ways. But yeah, the hype the hype's a bit much. I, I think they're probably gonna be the second or third best team in the South, but I, I don't quite buy them Super Bowl a Super Bowl team yet. You
0: still, th- you still believe that I, I, and in agreeing with it, it's me. I believe too. I agree with you. They think that they're the second best team, but you're playing Drew Brees now twice, and now we're gonna get to see mm-hmm. that final that matchup between Brees and Brady. That a lot of people, you know, we only get to see like once every four years or once every Super Bowl, and now we're gonna get to see this at least twice a year. That's gonna be really something.
1: Oh yeah, and you know, uh, Wild he he's not quite. The guy he once was, but you have to remember that you got Matt Ryan at Division Two now. Matt Ryan, I don't think is as good as Breeze, or maybe not even as Brady. But that's that's three really good uh, quarterbacks in the NFC South, and I think those interdivision games between uh, Tampa Bay with Atlanta and New Orleans can be quite quite the watch.
0: Yeah, and we would say, we would say it'd be four teams with it being with Carolina, but. Of course, Cam Newton decides to leave the ship, and he now heads north to New England. I think this was a good move because they needed they need a mobile quarter they have they needed a, a mobile quarterback they really needed a they really needed a quarterback in general to help their franchise out because when you lose Tom Brady, you lose basically a lot of the lot of the staff but um i think I think uh, Cam Newton to New England is a was a good decision for for the Kraft family as well as you know for Belichick because he now he can use use uh, Newton as a second weapon. But you know the injuries is the one thing that I'm more worried about than anything else. If if do you agree on that?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of a lot of what you just said. I mean, of course you know Cam's been hobbled the last few years, but you know Cam was he took a lot of hits early on, but you know he is a mobile quarterback and. Tom Brady has been less mobile, more of a more of a pocket passer, really. Uh, but you know, the New England really hasn't had that mobile offense, and with a lot of those young quarterbacks in the draft uh, next year, with Trevor Lawrence and 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 the like, you know, maybe this is Colin Cocker actually was talking about about this the other day, and we kind of <laughs> have the same opinion. I know he's your he's your buddy there.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, all right.
1: <laughs> but, but maybe having Cam be mobile was kind of like uh, like the beta run, the test run for a more uh, versatile offense that can do running and, of course, passing.
0: And, and he could also help out too with a younger quarterback that's coming into the league. If they if they decide to draft like a Lawrence or somebody that's a mobile <laughs> quarterback, they can they can look to him as a protege and look to him and saying, "All right, this is this is what the NFL looks like," and and they can look to him and seeing you know they could study his play and then when the time comes for uh, a Lawrence or somebody else as a mobile quarterback to come into play then they're ready to go instead of you know going in cold turkey going right in like what Baker Mayfield did basically in, in with the Browns
1: right and you know it, it was a one year deal that they got him for dirt cheap so depending on how he does it'll be interesting to see if they if they bring him back but I assume this is Cam, you know, gambling on himself. You know, yeah. I think if Cam Newton has a has a pretty good year, uh, I think 2021 he'll be starting quarterback elsewhere. But if they do keep him around, you are right; he would be a great mentor for any young quarterback that New England may possibly draft.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, quick question: How did you feel about Patrick Mahomes' big deal? <laughs>
1: I was I was pretty shocked. I, I know there was there was rumblings that he was going to be the first one to get. Yeah, he was the first one to get four hundred million, right? That's correct. There was, there was rumor Yeah, that was four
0: hundred and thirty-two million. And then after all the incentives and everything like that, it looks like it's going to be more like five fourteen.
1: Five fourteen. Well, yeah, and you know, uh, they they said he was going to be the first one to get four hundred million plus and actually you know he he it's 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 great for the short term obviously and he's young very talented quarterback he apparently seems to work extremely well in Andy reed system and really i think it works best for for reed because reed's not going to be coaching there for the next 10 years reed's probably there quit retire next three four years so he's gonna get mahomes for his prime years and then retire and go and that's not my problem anymore <laughs> so so everyone kind of works out and actually they were they were saying that um they they kind of moved i guess the money around so the captain's yeah. not as bad
0: it's not gonna so be that bad for them it, do, it really isn't but the, you know the guarantee of that money being over like over 150 million guaranteed. That just says a lot, right there. Yeah. And I, I yeah. mean, and and unfortunately, I have to say it because we don't know quite yet if we're gonna get a season because of what's happening with the virus situation. I'm just thinking, I'm leaning it's gonna be, it's gonna be 60-40. I mean, we've already lost the Hall of Fame game. We've already lost two weeks of preseason football already, and the question is, is it going to be? Adequate enough for you know for for the for the play itself, and especially when you have all these players making big deals, like you have Patrick Mahomes getting the deal, but his the new deal does not start until next year, of course. But you have Miles Garrett that gets a hundred and twenty-five million dollar contract for the Browns. You get Derrick Henry from, from Tennessee, who's got a huge contract now with Tennessee. He's the top, one of the top players, running backs, and now in the league. And it, 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 it's a lot of money being doled out. And I and I I will say this. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Colin Cowherd, but he did make a mention that kind of shocked me. There is six players on the Browns that make over $10 million a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have Odell, you have Baker Mayfield, you have Garrett now, you will have you have Landry, you have a few and a couple others. In the New York Jets, they only have two. Yep. Two. That make over ten million dollars a year. It tells you, you know, where where the league is and where ownerships are in with with regarding fans and players. So I, I was shocked at that comment that I heard, and I couldn't believe that Colin Cowherd would say something like that. Even though he did take a shot at Baker Mayfield and say that he was the most overrated quarterback in the league. Yeah, and you know the
1: thing the thing with the the, the Jets are are, are gonna. Um, I should say the J E T S broke, 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 <laughs> but uh, you know they're 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 spinning it. To my knowledge, as well, we don't know where the cap's going to be because you know it's going to be lost revenue. So so people aren't really sure if the cap is going to go down or they they might they might um, they might just keep it as is and not have it go up or down. Just. Yeah, but well, well, TV
0: ratings are really what's going to help them out because the league is getting ready for the big TV deals to come out. And, you know, that's what's really going to sh- divide the whole cap situation of who's going to get what because of what NBC, CBS, Fox, or even an online platform might even pick up, this, pick up the league in some aspects as well. So, I mean, it just it just depends. And also, on, on, like you said, on the cap and, and such like that. But, you know, it, I agree. The Jets are, you know, it, it, it's just a, it's a huge problem with the Jets. But it's much a bigger problem in the nation's capital when it comes to the Washington Football Club now. I have to say the Washington Football Club because the Redskin name is now being retired. Um, I know you're a big fan of, like, the old school and the old markings of the NFL uh your thoughts and feelings on the on the Redskins being retired.
1: Well, you know, it it's one of those things where they absolutely should should have retired the name and if I had the deciding vote to either keep it or, or change the name, I would vote to, to change it. But you're dead on with our I nostalgic for the old brands, the old logos, the old colors, the old teams. And even though it is for the best and I am glad they are changing the name, I still am a little, I'm a little sad because they, they've been that team name. They've had the Redskins moniker for for almost 80 years now. Now, originally they were the Boston Braves. They, yep. they shared the ballpark with the old baseball Braves, who of course went to Milwaukee and now they, they play in Atlanta. Yep. But yeah, I my only hope is I hope to keep the Burgundy and Gold because other than the Bears uniform, I think that Burgundy and Gold, that red. That red top, I think, is just one of the best in the league.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I was a big component. I don't know if you heard. I don't, you probably don't. I said it last week on our show that I would like the what. There's a big cry of them being called the Red Wolves and keeping that same color spectrum. I like that name because you know a wolf is a is a primal at is a primal sport primal figure. I think it is be more of a you know a uniform of name. And I think it would be the best option. Um, I just you know deterring away from a little bit of from the from the NFL talk on this when it, regarding of like the renaming of teams, of course, right now, the big dilemma right now is with Indian tribes and stuff like that. of course you have you have the Redskin name now being retired. The Indians are in consideration the Cleveland Indians are in consideration of changing their names. I was a big proponent of them being renamed the spiders because that 's what they oh, used to be, yeah be. the old days the old days, I think that would be a great thing there 's talk of them being called the the Cleveland walleye and i 'm like, no, absolutely not. Toledo owns the right to that with, with the hockey team. There's other teams that are named the Walleye too, so you would go into that kind of copyright infringement kind of a situation. But I think you go into like the old names, like the Spiders for Cleveland. You do a new name for the for Washington with the Red Wolves. Um but the big thing is, you know, you'll also have some some schools and some professional teams. That you know will have to keep the name because of the because of the fact that you know they've gotten the blessing like in Florida with Florida State and the Seminoles. That is the name that they've been they were given, and they've been they've been they they have the blessing of the Seminole Nation for that. They have to keep that. That's fine. The Atlanta Braves. That's a name where it's like you know it's on the fence because it's about Native Americans, but at the same time. I think that's a name that they could keep because it's not naming just all Indians. All Indians' name—it's just about the Braves. And then you have the Blackhawks. The Black Hawk Nation supports the sh- Chicago Blackhawks. Same with the Sioux. The Sioux Indians up in North Dakota—they all support that as well too. But you know, we're seeing a change in like the demeanor of sports when it comes to naming and stuff like that.
1: Right, and you you, you brought up a, a point. If I interpreted what you said correctly, is that you know there there, there is a fine line between you know there's there's honoring people because like the, um, you, that you brought up the, the Blackhawks, um, you know, Blackhawk was an Indian was Indian chief, and the name Blackhawks references the original owner. He fought in World War One and his division or infantry unit or whatever was, was nicknamed the Black Hawk. So that's how they got the name. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Te- teams like the Braves or or the Chiefs or like the Warriors, or it's more like like an honor. I think most people and as you said, some of the Americans have gotten have gotten the blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, and some teams have rectified it. I know the Illinois Fighting Illini have retired Chief Alion Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, going back to the Indians, I think at one point they're also called the Blues. If I'm not yeah, mistaken,
0: they were. I think it was okay. like in the like the fifties or sixties, right before they started doing the doing it going into the Indian name itself. I do remember reading about that. Um, but also the dive to, to, to say this, I think it's interesting <laughs> for the fact that. Um, with regarding of all the the Chiefs and the and the Braves and everything like that, if you do get the blessing, that's fine. But we just don't need to keep ridiculing. You know, I mean, the Redskin name needed to be changed. We all we all knew it was going to be coming no matter what the situation is. You know me, Nick. I, you and I have been we've been discussing this for the longest period of time. You know, and I this is going back to like 2010 when they when they were first discussing. Of changing the name, and I was a big for it, and you were like, "Oh no, you shouldn't change the name quite yet." And now we're into this now twenty twenty culture, and now we're changing names and 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 doing 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 away with old logos. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it, you know, it, it's one like like we were saying, it, it's one thing when it's when it's a slur. Red, skin is a slur. You know yeah. There's that song, in Peter Pan, where's wise the red man, red, yeah, and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um but I, I hope that I, I kind of like the Red Wolves name because imagine that someone on YouTube said this I follow a couple Redskins fans on YouTube um, and he, he brought up a good point he says imagine it's a night game it's third and down and all of a sudden the P.E. here
0: Ooh,
1: or whatever the Wolf, uh, Wolf Holly I like that'd that be kind of, yeah that'd be kind of that'd
0: be it's cool, kind of like chill. what it's kind of like what New England has with the with the the T D Garden bullhorn at the third down mark or the fourth down marker or when it's when they um when they do the um the the Chiefs chant at at third down against the visiting team. So I mean yeah that's I I could I could definitely I could definitely see it. I, I, I think I think that would be the suitable name more or less for, for Washington than anything else. By the way, gotta make mention of this too uh, the Giants and the Eagles will now not play with no fans until further notice. That's for the preseason as well as the regular season until it, it's deemed fit. And that's from the governor of New Jersey where they play at in East Rutherford. So we were talking about the revenue situation with regarding of the Jets. Now it's gotten even worse.
1: Yeah, and uh, I know the mayor of Philadelphia... And uh, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, has said that there'll be no fans at uh, either the two baseball parks, Soldier Field, and likewise with the Phillies and Eagles in Philadelphia.
0: And they share the same they share the same parking lot with the two of them between Citizens Bank Park and Lincoln Financial Field as well. So, I mean, that's understandable. But you know, uh, for me, it's going to be interesting to see how the Browns do this year. With regarding of you know they went out and they you know they're making the deals and everything like that. But this is a year for Baker Mayfield. He has to be- become a better quarterback, and he really needs to step up to the plate. If he steps up to the plate like he's supposed to be, then you know the Browns are going to be very very interesting. You know because this is probably going to be the last year with Ben Roethlisberger at in Pittsburgh. We all know that because last year he gets injured. You know, and they shut him down for the season. And you and I both agreed when we were doing when we were doing our show that you know it was either Baltimore or Cleveland for the division because we knew Cincinnati wasn't going to be anything, but it was going to be between those two teams. Now, now you have a you have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. You have a Lamar Jackson who now has a target on the back of his back now because he's the MVP. So now it's time for either Baker Mayfield to like sit up, suit up, and let's go and feel dangerous or become what a typical Browns quarterback is and just sit in the weeds and do absolutely nothing.
1: And, yeah, and it, you're right. It is a make-or-break year for, for Baker. And, you know, the, how much the Browns, you know, lack of success last year, you put on, you know, Freddie Kitchen. So that, he seems to be the big scapegoat. I've, I've been hearing on mm-hmm. reports from fans and the media. So they got is the fans for the coach or is he the GM? Who's the new coach in Cleveland? Oh, oh my God! Look in
0: my mind. It was it starts his, his name is Jerry something. I forget off the top of my head, but he's a he's a young guy. He was an offensive coordinator for somewhere, and it's supposed to he's going to really help. Um, that's supposed to really help Baker Mayfield out this season, um, but yeah, it, it, they need they need a lot of they need they they're they're booking in a lot of lot of talent. I mean, and they're locking up younger talent, which is really good. But at the same time, it's just I, I'm I'm worried about what the, what's going to be in front of them. You know, you know, you need veteran leadership. You got young talent. You know, I mean, yes, everybody's got at least a year of talent on that Browns team, but I think it's just going to be interesting to see if it's going to be a make-or-break year for the Browns because of how good that division's house is going to be, and if they can actually step up to the plate and do, you know, we a first of all, if we get a season, I got to say that first, if we get a season. And then, if we do get a season, will it? Will they step up to the plate? And will, you know, will they do it? I mean, that's 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 the main goal. That's absolutely the yes. main goal.
1: Right, and yeah, the, there's a lot of talent on that team, both sides of the of the ball. They have good lines on both sides. They have good tackles, good wide receivers, and, good running back. And the
0: G uh, and Andrew Barry is an absolute genius when it comes to these signings because. You know he's locking him up for you know for four years for six years. They're not making, it's not making a one year deal like with Cam Newton situation. And by the way, the court, the head coach is Kevin Stefanski, who okay. is the court head coach of the Cleveland Browns going into this season. And they're but you got rid of Haslam. Your Haslam is now an owner. He's now becoming the owner more than any less. You get rid of Dolan. You get rid of the the whole situation. In, in it with the Browns, they get new G, a new GM. They have a new coach. Hopefully, this is all going to turn the ship around and get us on get them on the right direction. Yeah,
1: and yeah, you know, I'm really you know, um, Dorsey I think Doris. I think Dorsey was was a good GM. I, I think his big mistake was, was you know, hiring Kitchens the head coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe he should have got last year and got somebody more...
0: Uh, should have went with you know. a, a homegrown or or somebody that, you know, has more of a deeper experience than being the scapegoat in Freddie Kitchens. But at least, you know, Freddie was better than than Hugh Jackson.
1: Yeah, and he didn't have to go out and get, you know, a Reed or a Belichick-type historical coach. You know, for the young team like Cleveland, uh, you just need somebody who's who's Done the job before, mm-hmm. knows how to control a locker room. You know, the Bears hired John Fox year, uh, five years ago, I believe. Yep. Uh, you know, Fox Fox wasn't the greatest coach on the market, but they were rebuilding. And he, he, he'd been a coach for a couple of years now, and he knew what to do. And that's what the Browns i think really needed uh, Savansky seems like a good hire I, I think he has way more potential than for the kitchens but we will have to see a lot of the season's gonna go on his and of course baker mayfield's shoulders yeah, absolutely
0: you're absolutely right you're listening to uh, andy all andy for tonight with nick the money man davira as we're diving a little bit into the nfl spectrum um right here on the all andy for network and um Nick, again the question I I we keep talking about this, and I I keep talking to this about with the listeners about what's what the hell is happening in Detroit. <laughs> it's just a damn mess. I I'll just say it. She dumps. She dumps the team to her daughter. And. And she says she's going. She's doing training with NFL player uh, executives and everything like that, and the day-to-day operations. So she, her, she basically just gave the team to her daughter and say, you know what, just just have it. I don't. I don't know what else to do with. It. And then her daughter's like, I don't know what to do with it. And that's what's happening with the. What's what's happening with the Lions? And now my biggest fear is going to be coming true. If the Lions, if since now they have new ownership with the Lions which is really technically not new ownership I'll say that right you're going, yeah. you're just moving from one family member to another family member member that's just that's not new ownership in my opinion no, well you like need, with the buses. you we need a, a, a person from like quick and loans or or one of the big markets that is that wants to invest that's investing in the city to also invest into this team like what the Ilages did with the Tigers and the Red Wings they don't they invested and they put time and effort into it and they've got winning they've gotten a winning team and winning progress overall. The Fords haven't invested in this team. And they what has that shown us? Absolutely nothing. And now we have a pencil pusher in Matt Patricia who wears more pencils in his ear than anything else, and then you have this idiot in in the GM position who doesn't make good deals. And now, now we're hearing rumors that Matthew Stafford wants out of Detroit. What a surprise! Because of uh. ownership, because of ownership, and because, because of the, the right... When they got rid of Jim Bob Cooter, which is you know, Matthew Stafford's go-to offensive guy, they got rid of him and they brought in this new guy in. Stafford said... He said, "Let me get a year of them, and let me see what happens." Well, it's been a year, and now Stafford wants out.
1: Well, I, I got two, I got two, two points to to or two comments to your your tirade there. Um, I I don't stick up for the Lions very often, as you've seen on my Twitter. Yep. But to be fair to last year, they they probably would have won at least three, four more games if Stafford wouldn't got hurt. Yeah. Because they, they lost lost the Bears twice last year, yeah. And I I remember watching those games, thinking, man, if they had Stafford, they would have ran the Bears off the field, uh, both games. I think pretty handily. Yeah. But the, the, I don't think getting rid of Jim Bob Cooter was so much the bad move. I, I think what they really messed up was when they fired Caldwell. I yes. think that's what really really did them in. And yeah, they have the Patriots ex scout as their general manager. His name slipped me. Bob he's Bob the, Quinn. Yeah, he used to Bob He used to be the Patriots, like head scout of the Patriots or player personnel, one of, one of those deals. And, and then you uh, have a defensive yeah,
0: you have a defensive coach in Matt Patricia, but the defense ranked at the bottom of the league. How does that happen?
1: Well, you there's and that surprised me because I remember going into um not last year, 20, 2018, I, I thought the Lions had I thought they had a tough schedule that year, but I, I remember I think I told this to you or maybe on Twitter again, I it's hard to keep track yep. I'm getting old um <laughs> if, if things broke the line way that year they they could have won nine ten games they could have staked a uh, snaked a game or two from from you know Chicago or Minnesota or any of the teams they played in the west that year they they could have they could have gotten. 9 and 10 wins but and you just, you have to ask yourself if you have a defensive minded coach and a, a really bad defense it, is it on the coaching staff or is it on the or is it on the roster construction so you got to ask yourself is Quinn the problem is Patricia the problem I think it's Patricia yeah but um, or maybe it's both but, but I think a lot of it goes on Patricia he he just I just, I don't think it's working out. But I do think they're right to give him this third year because Stafford was out for, what, half the year last yes. year? So that, that four, what, they four and 12 and one or something last year? Yeah, four, year,
0: 12 and one.
1: Yeah. So, no, you no, no they one four, okay. 11 and one. Yes. So you can't put that on Patricia when your starting quarterback is out for half the season. Yeah. So bringing it back was the right move, but this, this is the critical year for old. Uh, Maddie.
0: Yeah, he has to. He has to put up or shut up, in my opinion, when it comes to that. Because if he doesn't, if this team, this team needs, the city needs this. You know, we've we've had winning years with the with the Tigers. We had somewhat of a winning year with the with the with the Red Wings in some in the nineties and the, in the two thousands. But now, you know, we've seen two of the three teams. And, and including the Pistons being successful in the last centuries but the, but the Lions are still the LOL Lions because they, they can't get the job done
1: yeah and it's, it's kind of funny the Lions are for lack of better words kind of perpetual losers and when the Lions moved to Detroit from, from Portsmouth, Ohio they chose the name Lions because the Lions are you know the head of the jungle uh, the royalty of the jungle and they wanted that to be the Lions to be the the pride and strength the NFL and frankly that just that hasn't been the case at least for the past sixty years. Now they had they had a couple good years in the fifties and forties. I I can't deny that, but lately it's just kind of been. Um, you
0: know we haven't well, had a decent terrible. playoff run since what ninety three ninety four at the most. That was the last decent decent run because we actually won a playoff game to get us into the next round. Where as the, for the last few years and I and I'll say this cuz you know the Ford's I will give credit the Ford's did make some good moves and the um, and ownership did make good moves with Calvin Johnson and with Matthew Stafford and with a few other key players but at the same time too it hasn't been successful as of late and Sta- now with Stafford wanting out of out of Detroit basically putting his house for sale in Detroit basically saying you know what I'm done. This is this, this is going to be probably either my last season here in Detroit or my last season in football. I don't know what's going to happen. But, it, I mean, it basically would turn into us being like what the – it's like – I'll say this. It's like Bizarro World. The Browns are doing very well now in in some aspects, and the Lions are, you know, going down even further down the hill. And it's just gonna be—it'll be interesting what's gonna happen this season. If A, if we get a season, and B, how the season's gonna play out. I mean, and I look at the schedule for the Lions and the Lions. You know, their their schedule looks—they're playing the South, which is good. You know, they'll play Indianapolis. They'll play Houston. They're gonna—they're gonna play the—they're gonna play, but they're playing—they're playing New Orleans. They're gonna play Tampa. I. They play Carolina. They're gonna play. Uh, they're gonna play the South basically all season, which is which is good in some aspects. But like I said, we talked about it. We have three of the possible four best quarterbacks in that division, and they're gonna be playing against the Lions.
1: Yeah, and you know you, you gotta play Tampa Bay. Um, but well, at least, at least you're spared. The, the Bears play Tampa Bay on a Thursday night, so the, they're going to get embarrassed on, on national TV. Um, you know,
0: <laughs> well, we get, we get, we get Tampa Bay. The, the choice is for for us, uh, Tampa Bay is now either the twenty sixth of of December or the twenty seventh of December. So pick your poison. Do you want it a day after Christmas or two days after Christmas? It's your choice.
1: Uh, I think I had the two days after.
0: And, and and figuratively, Tampa will be probably playing for a playoff spot at that time. Oh, guns a blazing. Yes. So I mean that that tells you right there, you know how the season's gonna how the season's gonna shake for the Lions.
1: Well, is it in is it in Detroit or is it in It's uh, in Detroit. Oh, yo, I bet a lot of people are going to be at that game with their Tom Brady Michigan jerseys.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, they the schedule is just atrocious for the Lions. You know, they they have they open with the Bears. They play at Green Bay. They're again in Arizona, which will probably be another tie game. Then they're at home against New Orleans. They're on the road in Jacksonville, which will probably be a win. They're at home against Indianapolis in week 8. On the road in Atlanta in week 7. Ooh. Week week 10 they're in in Washington to play the Red the the quote-unquote Red Wolves. And then they're at Carolina in week 11, week 12 they're at home against Houston. Then they have the Bears game on the 13th. Uh, excuse me, on the week 13 on the 6th of of December, and then and then it's killer. See, weeks fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen are killers for the Bron- for the Lions because they're at Tennessee at home against Tampa Bay, and they finish at home against Minnesota. And you know Minnesota's going to be playing tough because they want to get another oh, yeah. maybe get
1: home field advantage yeah. or something. Yeah, because yeah. I got to figure the Vikings would probably be the favorites to win the North this year, right? I have to assume.
0: You, well, yeah. You have them, and you also have you also have the. The Packers involved with that, but you know that's an, that's another story for another day.
1: Right. Yeah, you know the Bears pretty much have the same schedule. The only thing is that since the Bears finished third, they play uh, the third place team in the, in the West and the, uh, in the East. So we get to play the uh, we get to play the Giants and we get to play the Rams again.
0: Oh, that's good. So, oh, yeah. well, the thing no, right the, to the, top, the thing is, I was I was listening to a, a show the other day, and they were talking about the. Um, about the schedule and stuff like that, and since we we're talking about the schedule briefly, they were look. They were saying, "Look at the schedule for the first three weeks of the season." And I said, "Okay." And they're all basically divisional games, excluding for the for the Lions, Week Three at Arizona. So the first two games are those games. I said, "Okay." So I'm looking at those games. What does that mean? And he said, "Well, if you look at those games." If the virus takes a hold still longer, they can move those games, and move those games to week after week 17, and those yeah. certain divisional games where everybody can still play in week 18 and week 19, and then they would push back the the Super Bowl. But we, God willing, we don't get to that situation.
1: Well, it might be for the best. I mean, if you if you lob up the first three four. Weeks in Lobmont I mean, let's be real Other than like September And part of October Most of the teams play Who are outside the North They play in the cold yep. So playing in, playing in January and February Is no different than playing November and December Exactly But, uh, you know, the Bears only have uh One divisional game The first two weeks That, of course, is with the aforementioned Lions After that, they host they host the Giants Yeah, the Giants And they go to Atlanta But, you know, if they have to push it back it's the same thing i said about about the baseball which i know we're going to get to there in a minute but you know i really if they having the season pushed back it is better than you know no season at all so that that's my thing yeah. i i can wait an extra month for to watch the bears go 5 and 11
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i agree i i i figure i mean looking at it 3 and 13 that's really weird. what for the Lions, yeah, either four and twelve or three and thirteen. That's a I, I
1: think. I think the Lions. Well, well, one thing I didn't get is they they traded away Darius Slay. Yes, for a couple of years left on his contract. I don't know why. Just, just to draft, another corner. So we'll see.
0: We'll we'll absolutely see, as you're uh, listening to all Andy Alford tonight with Nick the Money Man Devera right here. On all Andy the whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. Of course, we just discussed all this NFL stuff. It's time to talk about what we're here for. What we have been waiting for since March 14th, 2020. Oh. So it's time to talk about what we are here for, and that is Major League Baseball. I can't believe it. We're we've gone through this abbreviated spring training. Now we're into summer camps. And now this Friday, this Thursday technically, we have to say Thursday, seven o'clock first pitch as the Yankees will take on the Washington Nationals. The ten o'clock game seeing the Dodgers and the Giants, of course. The games on ESPN, by the way. Um, Nick the Money Man De Vera, of course. Also, formerly the baseball hipster, as well as the as, as MLB blog writer as well, too. I'll give you that, and as well as on his, his old Tumblr page as well. Nick, your first thoughts on baseball coming back.
1: Well, like like I said in our last segment, you know October and or, I'm sorry August September baseball is better than no baseball exactly um, because if this season would have been would have been canned, oh I I don't know if I would have came back.
0: You don't know that would it be like the strike in '94, in '95 when it was, when when the strike in '94 when the fans left and they had to, it took a, a long time for recover i think that's what it would have been like if they would have just canned the season
1: it would have killed the sport and with the lockout coming in 2021 or 22 uh probably this point very likely is this would have killed baseball yeah and it would have been i would have i I always support labor i was i was as you probably saw on facebook and twitter i was very anti-owner during these negotiations, but I am glad that it's sixty games and sixty is better than zero. So let's play ball.
0: Your 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 thoughts on the sixty game season? Do you like do you like what we're, we're we're getting to right now? Hopefully, knock on wood that we we actually do get sixty games this season.
1: Yeah, it's 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 different. It's quirky. It's weird, but it's I think it's going to be fun. Because I mean, how many times have you looked at the skit I mean, it's anyone's game. How many times have you looked at the standings sixty games in a normal year, which is what early part of June? And there's some slapdick team like the Royals or Baltimore is in first place and some team that's supposed to be a juggernaut like Dodgers Yankees are about five hundred. We're thinking are they ever gonna they ever gonna break out?
0: I, I think and, of it I think of it as this, Nick. Um you know how baseball is a marathon. Now we're talking about a sprint.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, I think I posted, I did post it on Twitter. I did remember that, um, and this time uh, I think there's, there's a stat called batting average on balls in play, which you basically determines how lucky you are blue pits, fielders not getting to the ball, bad defense, etc. I think whatever team has the highest team BAPIP is probably going to have. Maybe the best offense in baseball because there's no margin for error here. Yeah, I mean if you have a, if you have a four game losing streak, you're you might be you might be screwed. You might be out uh, of but it. That's kind of fun. The Cy Young winner this year might go six and oh, that, 5 and one, six and two, whatever. I don't know. How many starts You're gonna get.
0: I was talking. I was talking about my dad about this. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if I get we get a Cy Young winner that's a, a record of two and three, but their ERA is like a it's a two four. And their strikeouts are just absolutely amazing. You know,
1: oh, yeah. Your ERA leader might have a one ERA.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: let's see, there's 60 games, five starters. I know the first week or so, they think they're going to – most teams are going to piggyback. It means having like two starters go four or five a apiece. Yeah. You know, you're – yeah, I mean, someone's going to have an ERA when the season ends at maybe, you know, seven or eight. Some might have one at one to zero. Uh, your home run leader this year might only have ten home runs. Yeah, first time price since dead, dead, the goddamn dead ball era. <laughs> but you know it's it's gonna be fun, and everything's on the line now. I mean you you can't you can't go into a slump. You can uh, you know an error that costs you a game in the ninth inning that could just absolutely wreck your season.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I, I also like what the league did. With playing central, playing central, east playing east, and west playing west, but now you have the debacle. Of what's happening in Toronto right now? They have no play. The Canadian government has decided not to give the MLB team the grant to have play- teams come in and out of the country. So now they're in talks of, you know, trying to find a spot to play. I'm in agreement with what they're looking at as is being playing in Buffalo, which is the AAA farm team for them, which is right there on the border. I think it would be the best option for them. And where they where Buffalo plays Coca Cola Park, I know you're not gonna have any fans in the stands of course, but it's built that same is built for major league compatibility to play baseball games there. I think Toronto going to Buffalo would be a would be a smart decision to get the season, to keep the season alive in Toronto for them.
1: Yeah. And, you know, uh, up and up and up in New York and buff like that, that's actually pretty big. Uh, that's big blue Jay territory anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I read a report earlier that says that, uh, you know, there's no real, there's no minor league stadium that has the light requirements for major league baseball. So I don't know if they're going to put up some extra, Whatever they got to do, lights or stands or something. But I also heard a contingency plan is to have them play at PNC Park in Pittsburgh and just kind of make some slight changes to the schedule. But that could be an option too.
0: I mean, that's an option too. I could see that. But I think I think the moral more or less would be that you know keep them close to buy. You know, and I, I I saw somebody and I gotta make mention of this right off the bat my one of my friends Justin Thomas who is who who I went to Bowling Green with he made a statement last night that just boggled my mind I said what are you on acid or something like that he said why not put the put the Blue Jays at 5th 3rd field why don't we put them there because it's close to the kid because they're for an hour away from the Canadian border why not just put the Blue Jays at 5th 3rd field they can name the they could put the team there and practice, and I said, I immediately sent him a message saying there is no GD way that that there's going to that they're going to put the Blue Jays there because a they want to be closer to the border, so Buffalo's the option. B that the facility is already going to be rented by the Tigers for their tax, for the taxi club. So they can't share the facility there. And number 3, you're talking about moving a whole franchise, a whole team franchise into what facility per se? You can't have them all stay at the park in and move them over to the ballpark every single day. Yeah, I know the spacing would be perfect, but the park in is still closed for for maintenance and stuff like that. So to the people that want to have have the blue jays there justin i say this it ain't going to happen there's no part of my language there's no goddamn way that they're going to put the blue jays in a tiger state, a tiger facility there's no way keep them in keep them in buffalo and that's where they need to be you know cuz like i said you said it yourself they don't have the lighting capacity but they can always get portable lights to put up to, you, to make sure that the stadium is well lit. Or better yet, why not play day baseball games? Relocate and make the games be day games because they're in that climate, in the climate of Buffalo, which is a little bit cooler and not as hot.
1: Well, not only all the things you just said, it would be kind of a logistical nightmare because the whole point of having the East play the East and the Central and the Central, etc. Is to keep everyone is to keep travel um, minimal. Yeah, so you're gonna ship players from the East Coast to Toledo, Ohio. I mean that just defeats the whole purpose. Yeah, I mean there, there's plenty. I mean, yeah, I mean if they're gonna play a minor league park, they're just gonna play one that their young players because the Toronto just have a young, good core coming up. They yeah. they played in Buffalo through the farm system. Yeah, so they're most of them are familiar with it. So it's just
0: uh, Thomas, his name is Thomas. Justin Thomas. What was his name? Justin?
1: Justin, you are
0: an idiot. <laughs> and I, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I'm looking at their schedule. They're, they have three against the Rays at home, uh, on the road, two at the Nationals. then the Nationals would come up to up to the up to Toronto, and then they have the Phillies for three straight. Then they hit the road. they're in Atlanta, they're in Boston. Two at home against the Marlins, three against the Rays. I mean, th- there's no way. There's absolutely no way. They have a they. They end the season. They end the season. Four against the Yankees, three against the Orioles. There is no way that you you can both push push this team into Toledo to do this to do the games when you had to put the Yankees and the Orioles and the Mets. And and the Rays and the Red Sox and no 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 no, play them in Buffalo. That's all you have to do. That's that, that's not, it. Not,
1: not to mention Florida's a hot spot with the virus. Yeah. I want people from Florida coming to my neighboring because uh, well, the those two towns over technically. I don't want someone <laughs> coming from Florida two towns <laughs> over. Check number one Hell no. <laughs>
0: All right, so we so the we've got the Toronto debacle all taken care of. We've got basically we've got the season pretty much laid out for you right here, and it's time now. Uh, well, you, we, do we want to do over and under first, or do we want to do the prediction first? Let's do over under. All right, over under. So the game plan, like I mentioned before to to our listeners, is that. Each one of us has the teams. I'm gonna name off the team, name off the the numbers, and um, we're gonna name and see who who's who's gonna have the most wins. This is according to the to the Las Vegas odds. Okay, so I'm making that make that right now. Vegas has the odds out for everybody. So. I'm gonna open it up right now we're gonna start with the we're gonna start with the national league we're gonna go to the national league and then we're gonna bring over to the American league because that's where our our teams are located at we'll start with okay. the national league east the phillies are our favorite to have win thirty one and a half games mm, yeah. i i think that's over in my opinion that was one of my overs I think that they can they can get over thirty one wins well, be, I'm trying to think. Trying be, to
1: think what, what was their record last year? They were about 500. We're yeah, trying.
0: they were about 500 last year. But you now you have a full, healthy team, and you have Bryce Harper, and you have the you have a Phillies team that's you know I know old man Ziggy will like what I'm here what he's hearing here, but I, I I think I think the Phillies are are are, are going to be interesting. I really do. I mean, the team that they've got and the with Arietta. You have Jay Bruce. You have DD Degorius. You got you got some you have Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew Knapp. I mean, I mean the only problem I have right now is with Juan Seguerra cuz he's he's just a, he's just a, a a a ticking time bomb in my opinion. And you have I, Mike, I, I was it
1: 31 and a half.
0: 31 and a half.
1: I think that's fair. I would, I would, I would just Keep take it, the line.
0: I'll take the line. Okay, Washington's favored by thirty-three. Mm, I, I take the under. You take the under. Okay, I, I yeah. think, it, I think it's about right. I really think it's about right. Atlanta's at thirty-three and a half. Over. That's way over. I think two. Uh, the Mets are thirty-one and a half. Under. Under. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, way under. Uh, way
0: under. I think way under. The Marlins are twenty four and a half. Ooh. I think that's over. I think the Marlins could get to twenty seven.
1: Oh, man, twenty four and a half? Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go under I'm gonna go under.
0: Okay. So that's the East. Then the West the Dodgers are at thirty eight.
1: Ooh, let's see. That's, that's under about, I think that's, uh, that's under that's about hundred that's about a hundred wins, equivalent to a full season yeah I'd say. Um I'm gonna take the under.
0: You can take the under on that one. Uh yeah. Colorado's twenty seven and a half. Oh. Uh
1: shit.
0: I think that's over.
1: You're gonna take the you're gonna take the over? I'll take
0: the over. I think they could get to I think they could get to five hundred and be thirty and thirty.
1: I'm gonna take the under.
0: Okay. Arizona's thirty one. I think that's about right.
1: I'm going to take a slight under.
0: Okay. Like 29 you're thinking?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. San Francisco's 25 under. Under, yeah. San Diego's 30 and a half. I think that's I think it's going to be an over.
1: I'm going to go with the under there. I think they're a good team, but I I do have some 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 concerns.
0: Yeah, I do have some concerns with with San Diego. I I, I they're one of those teams where you know you, you, they look good on paper, but they look shitty on the field. Yes. They they, they, they just they can't get the, the the blend together. And then we have the Central, the National League. You have Pittsburgh at twenty five and a half. That's about right. That's about right. That's no, I'm
1: gonna say under. Gonna
0: I, stay- I think that's about right. After seeing what how they performed against the Indians in the in the spring training game, seeing what they are, they're rebuilding. I think it's I think they're an under team. I think I I I'd be surprised they get to the twenty wins. Especially how they have to play they have to play the cent- play all the teams in their central and the American League Central. I think twenty is, I think that might be their option. Yeah. St. Louis is thirty one and a half.
1: Ooh. Um, I think that's over. I think that sounds about right.
0: That so sounds about right. I I, I, think
1: know, so. they're, I know they're the defending champions, but the schedule's a little tougher this year with playing the American League Central.
0: Okay, okay, I can see that. The Cubs are thirty-two and a half. I think that's on. Un- it should be under.
1: Man, see, I'm with the, with the Cubs. I'm I'm worried about their bullpen. Yeah. So they, they might blow a lot of games late. Oh man, um, so he says a half. 31, Thirty-two and a half. Uh, and a half. Oh, shit, that's. Are they picked to finish in first then?
0: Uh they're projected to finish either first or second. is what the MLB is saying that it's between them and the Brewers.
1: I'm gonna say that's about right. I think that I think so too. I would take the line.
0: I would take the. I would take the line, but I I could see it slightly under maybe thirty-one. Or maybe 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 at that thirty at thirty-two. The Reds are favored, Reds are at thirty-one and a half. I think that's over.
1: Yeah, I, oh, shit. They're one of those ones too, where it's it's good on paper, but they got to do it. I'm gonna take the under.
0: Okay, and then Milwaukee is favored at thirty. Under. I think under two. So that's the National League in the East for the American League. The Yankees are thirty-seven and a half. That's. I think that's. I think that's over. I think they'll get to forty. I really think that they'll get to forty. That that the, the, I, I they've I got think that they've go go got they got problems in the starting rotation. They've got the drama with the hitting, but I think that they can get it all work together. I think they can get the forty wins.
1: I think it's about right because with Tanaka, they haven't said Tanaka's going to start or not. So. Yeah, okay. um, I'm, gonna, I'm. gonna say it's. I, I take the you,
0: line. You take the 37. Yeah. Okay, so Boston's 31 and a half. Under. I think that's under two.
1: No, Chris Sale.
0: Yeah, that's that's a ki- that's a killer for them. That's a killer for them. Tampa Bay is 34. That's about. I think that's about right. I'm, I'm going to go slight over. That's why right. I, I I was thinking that, but I think that's about right 34. I mean, you're playing the East. I mean, you're going to play Philadelphia, you're playing Washington and Atlanta. You you're, you're going to be playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Toronto is Toronto's at 27 and a half.
1: Take the line.
0: Yeah, I think that too. Baltimore's 20 and a half under. I you think it's under? I agree. I agree. I don't think they get I think they get to 15. That's it. They
1: might, be the worst, they might be the worst team this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. The West Houston's favorite 35 games.
1: Uh, mm, see that what that's Houston's Houston's tough because we don't know how much of the success was off the 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 system they had yeah. and how much they actually factored. So I'm going to say under.
0: That's what I was thinking. I was thinking under 2. I think uh, Houston and and the the fact that you know they're going to get beamed. They're going to get beamed oh, in the wow. west. No oh doubt. yeah. They are. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be they're going to be bruised up. I don't know. Uh Angels are 31 under. Oh, really? I think they're I think they're about right. I think that's about right. Uh You got Trout. Otani. Oh. I Otani's going to be pitching this year. Which is surprising. He's, no hitting. He he's gonna hit, but he's gonna also he's also gonna he's also gonna be pitching. Okay. So I think I think he's I think that's about right at thirty one. Texas is 28 and a half. I think that's over.
1: Yeah, I don't. New ball new,
0: compete, ballpark, new ballpark new means one thing. And means one thing that's gonna be more wins because they want to yeah. keep playing. Oakland's 32 and a half over I think so too Seattle's twenty three and a half I think that's under
1: mm I take the line
0: okay okay then we get to the central um we'll go with the worst of course De- Detroit 22 that's about right
1: yeah I
0: take the line there I take the line there Kansas City is 25 under Ooh, okay I think that's about right too Cleveland is 32 and a half. Ooh.
1: They lost, they lost um, Kluber, though.
0: Man. They lost Kluber and Kipnis, too. You have to count Kipnis into that because that's a bat that's a they lost.
1: And, 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 they,
0: and they lost Puig, too. And
1: Bauer.
0: And Bauer. All
1: right, I'm taking
0: the under. I'm thinking two. That's what I'm thinking. White Sox are 31 and a half. I uh, take the line. I'm taking it over. Taking the over? I'm taking the over. I, 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 you know. I'll say this. I, I know spring, tr- summer camp, exhibition games don't mean anything. I watched that game on on Sunday night, and I, 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 I thought, you know, I thought, you know, maybe just maybe they, the Sox might do something this year, and I'll, I'll get to my prediction here in a minute about that. And but the, the, the Twins are 34 over. I think that's over too. I think that. Well,
1: is, is Buxton? He he got fucked up in spring training the other day or yeah. summer camp the other day. Yeah. Uh, they, is he is he gonna start? He's cleared. Like start he got
0: he got cleared. Okay,
1: and I'm taking the over.
0: Yeah, I think I I would take the over two. Definitely take the over on him. So that so that's your over unders. For us, um, so my surprise over under, I'm gonna take, um. I'm gonna take the Reds over thirty-one. I'll take Colorado over twenty-seven and a half, and I will take my unders being, I think Miami under twenty-four and a half, and my other under to be in the National League. No, that's that's it. I'll only do those three, and then my unders, my under and over in the American League. I have the Yankees over. Thirty-seven and a half. I have. I have Cleveland under thirty-two, and I have, and I have Oakland under thirty-two. I think thirty-one is their their magic number, and I think that's what they could win the division with too.
1: Okay. Now, if you took a team's under, I can I can pick that's over, right? That, yes. That's okay.
0: okay. Yep, absolutely.
1: Okay. I'm gonna take. Oakland over. Okay. I'm going to take Baltimore under.
0: Okay.
1: Are we, are we just picking? How many are we picking?
0: Uh, three on each side.
1: Okay. All right. So, I'm going to pick. Oh, man. I don't even remember what the fuck I did. All right. So, Oakland over.
0: Baltimore under.
1: Baltimore under. And for my... I got to do one for each division. Yeah. Uh, for the Central, I'm going to take twins over i think the twins are going to be really good this year okay uh national league east Mets under yep national league central i'm gonna take brewers under i don't think they're gonna be that good this year yeah i um, so, sorry packer fans keep crying <laughs> the baseball teams it's not gonna be any good this year uh and national league west i'm gonna take um san diego under
0: oh okay okay that's good which now gets us into the prediction time of of this of this show. Of course, every year your yours truly and Nick and the Money Amanda Vera. we get together and we decide who is the best and who is the worst. And unfortunately this year we don't have the thirty day situation. Because we always we always talk about forty games determines how your season's gonna play. Well, we're not gonna have that this year. In my opinion, I think that's gonna be the fifteen or the fifteen to twenty game mark. Do you agree about that?
1: I, I, I think I think it's just to be honest with you. Um, you have a good theory, and you you might be right. I, I think you just can't tell. Yeah, you can't you tell.
0: Just,
1: you just this year we can predict all we want, but I, I you really just you don't know. It's, it's such a short season. The Royals could hypothetically win the World Series this year. <laughs> it's not likely. But it's not going to be likely. It's really, but... it's really anyone's game this
0: year. Yeah, it's anybody. It's anybody's chance. You know. And do you think? And I'll I'll, I'll ask you this question too. Do you th- do you think that um, do you think that this season is going to be an asterisk season? Man, it honestly
1: that's a good question i think it depends on who wins because if it's a team everybody hates uh yankees red Sox, um someone like that or astros asterisk city asterisk city or if it's some team that never wins it like baltimore or the royals
0: or, or the Detroit Indians or san
1: diego or the reds you know fluke here asterisk season <laughs> i think anybody else everyone's just like yeah cool it's fine. It's,
0: it's. I think if you think of it as this, Indians, Royals, you no, know, Pirates, and all, uh, little small market teams, and, and is oh, this isn't legitimate. But then if yeah. it's boss, people, bo- people, if it's New yeah. York, Boston, the Dodgers, any of the big market teams, oh, this is legitimate. Oh, this is the grandeur. Uh, no, no, this is you know, I, 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 it's, it's just going to be a tale of of who of who is, you know, who you can root for and who you believe in because, I mean, baseball is the, uh, baseball is meant for small markets and small teams and small market teams. That's really what it is. And, I
1: disagree. Uh, but let, let me ask you this. You're, you're rooting for the Reds this year, right?
0: Uh, I, have the red, I have the rooting for the Reds, and I'm also going to stay with the Tigers, but I'm going 60-40 Reds to Tigers. It used to Tigers.
1: If, if one of those two teams you're rooting for this year – Wins the World Series, would you consider it an asterisk championship? No. Okay, I'm the same way. If the Sox win it this year, I'm not going to consider it an asterisk.
0: I'm either. not going to consider it an asterisk if it's if it's even if the Sox did make it. You know, I mean, it'd be good for the it'd be good for the city of Chicago. It absolutely would be. And Yeah, I, I definitely would take take into the consideration that the. That the White Sox could possibly do some damage when it comes to that, and if they, and if Mankata gets better, I think it would be even better for them.
1: Oh, he! I I think he could be the MVP this year.
0: I think so too. I really do. And just the man. Just imagine a few years ago, we were watching him play in Charlotte, with with against the Mud Hens here in town. So it is uh-huh. that time. It's time for the predictions. Of course. Uh, do you want to go first, or shall I?
1: Are we gonna do the teams one through five? Are we just picking the division winner.
0: Uh, we'll do teams one through five, if you okay. if you don't mind. Uh, if you don't mind, I I would like to lead.
1: Absolutely. All Go
0: right. Ahead. So the national, I'll, We're gonna start with National League first, of course. For me in the East, it's pretty much simple. I think the Marlins are in last place. I have the Mets in fourth. I have I have Philadelphia in third. I have Atlanta in second, and Washington in first.
1: Even with the national guys, uh, some of them taking the year off, yes. Do you still think they can win the division?
0: I still think they can. Okay. All right, and then in the West. I have, I have the pod. I have the Giants and last Arizona. I have San Diego, Colorado, and the Dodgers. Okay. And then in the Central, I have Pittsburgh. I then I have. I think this is gonna be a down year for St. Louis. I think St. Louis is gonna have a down year. I have St. Louis, I have the Cubs, I have the Reds, and then I have Milwaukee winning the division this year. I think I think if with the Big Bats that Milwaukee has got this season, I think that they can make a content contentious run. And I think they can win. The, I think they can win that central division easily. They can win the central division with an over record, probably of maybe 34, maybe 35 wins, because it's just the both teams are just basically going to slug it out. Right. And all those yeah. teams are going to slug each other out, and I I just think it's just gonna it, it's just gonna be interesting for them. I I think the I think the if you look at if you look at the Brewers roster, I mean you've got. You've got you got Kane, you've got uh, VCL Garcia, you've got Brock Holt. I mean, you, you got you got good you you got good players. You got Manny Pena, Justin Smoke. I mean, and you got Christian Yelich. What well, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna hit the po- cover off the ball, no matter what the situation. So I had the Brewers winning the Central. In the American League, in the East, I have the Yankees, of course. I think that they'll get to 40 wins pretty easily. I think it's Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Baltimore. In the West, I have Houston, the Angels, Oakland, Texas, and Seattle. I think the new ballpark will help Texas out. But they're playing the the West is playing the West. They're going to be playing the Dodgers. They're going to be playing the Padres. They're going to be playing Arizona, and they're going to be playing each other. You know, at least six times. I think it's going to be interesting. So then we get to the Central. I think Detroit's in dead last. I don't think that this is going to be the year for them. Twenty two wins. It seems like it's going to be the right amount for them. Kansas City. I will be in. Will be in. Will be in fourth. I think twenty five wins is the right amount. Here's where I think it's going to be interesting, the three-way race. I think Cleveland gets into third spot. I think with the loss of Kipnis, uh, Clevenger, you know, after seeing some of his play tonight, I think, you know, he doesn't look right. The rotation, rotation losing Kluber, isn't there. I think 32 wins is a stretch for them. I could see it but I don't think it wins the division for them. I'm taking I'm taking Cleveland to finish in third. I have the White Sox in second. I think that this is going to be an interesting year for the White Sox. I think they're going to be one of those teams that, you know, they're going to be the dark horse that nobody's really going to be talking about all that much, and they're going to show up when the playoffs come around and maybe make some moves. And then in the division overall, I have I have Minnesota. So the division winners, I have the Yankees the Astros and the Twins in the American League. I have Washington, the Dodgers, and Milwaukee in the National League. Okay. Uh,
1: they ex- Is there three wild cards this year? They expanded or no?
0: Yes, this is the expanding year. Yes.
1: There's three wild card teams, you yes. are four?
0: I think there's... I, I want to say it's three, but don't quote me on that. I think, well,
1: it's, I think the NFL added a third playoff team. I think that's what I'm thinking of.
0: That's what I think you're thinking of, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I, I'll, go, uh, I'll go just east to west, American League, National League. Okay. Uh, American League East, I, I agree with you, it's going to be New York. Number two is going to be Tampa Bay. Third is going to be Boston. Fourth is going to be the Jays. Fifth is going to be the Orioles. Okay. okay. And the Central, I think it's going to be Minnesota. Uh, number one Two I'm going to go with Cleveland I think Cleveland Finishes second this year Okay Third I'm picking Our Sox Fourth I'm, I'm taking The Royals And fifth I'm taking Detroit But those two At the bottom Could flip flop Either way And it really wouldn't um, Surprise me
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Maricling West I'm picking Oakland
0: I think D's yeah, Okay Yeah okay. A, A's got some young Three young stud pitchers This year I, I think A's Win the division
1: I have Houston finishing in second. I think third is going to be. See, this one's tough because Trout's talking about not playing this year because of his his um, his adopted twins. You no, know, that was Posey, but his wife's pregnant.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, see, that one's tough. This one's tough. Um, I'm gonna go. Actually, I'm gonna go with Anaheim third, Texas fourth, and um, Seattle Seattle last. But you can flip flop Anaheim and Texas either way. Yep. Much like Detroit and the Royals, and it wouldn't surprise me.
0: So again, um, so again to recap: the East you have the Yankees, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Baltimore. Central mm-hmm. you have Minnesota, Cleveland, Chicago, Kansas City, and Detroit. And then in the West you have you have Oakland, Houston, a flip flop between the Angels and the Rangers, and then finishing last Seattle. Right. Okay
1: um nationally east i have uh atlanta Ooh. number two i have uh washington third is um philadelphia but you could flip-flop those two either way wouldn't surprise me fourth is the mets and fifth is uh the lowly lowly marlins yep
0: yeah.
1: National League central um oh this one see this this one was one I, I i was debating this one all night and, really this how i'm going to say is how i think it's going to be right now but in an hour it's it's probably going to change because this, one, this one's actually pretty tough i thought
0: yeah this was the but. toughest one for me too because there's such a uh, uh, i'm sorry to interrupt you about that it, oh, it, it was tough for me because i was thinking about it it's like all all five of these teams are just so contentious they can all be they could all if if there was a possibility i mean four out of the five can be really contentious and you know Pittsburgh will be the rebuilding team and, yeah. but I mean you have Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Chicago and St. Louis they're all four of those teams could be playoff teams but go ahead
1: alright dead last is going to be Pittsburgh
0: Okay.
1: fourth place is going to be your pick to win Milwaukee Ooh. I think I think third is going to be Cincinnati Two is gonna be Saint Louis and I think the Cubs, despite their bullpen issues, which does worry me, I, I think the Cubs veteran team, I think they can handle the shorts. I think the Cubs win win the central this year.
0: Do you think that their bullpen will help them out more than anything else this year?
1: Oh, hell no. <laughs> so that's, so the, that's what
0: that's what's gonna hurt hurt them. I think the rotation that- rotation's gonna hurt them and and the and and their bullpen's gonna hurt, so they're gonna have they're gonna have to do some high scoring games.
1: Well, I think the rotation and lineup is fine. If anything is gonna kill them, like last year, it's gonna be the bullpen. Yep. But we'll have to, wait and see. Okay. Uh, National League West taking LA when their eighth straight division title in a row. Um, number two, I'm gonna take Arizona. Gosh. Third, I'm going to take. Oh, man. Well, uh, San Diego is going to be third. I think it's going to be Colorado fourth and the Giants fifth, but that could flip flop either way, fourth yeah. and fifth. Yeah.
0: I, I think Colorado is a little bit. A little bit of a. Was a little bit of a stretch for me. I thought that, you know, they they look good on. They're one of those teams, again, that looks good on paper, but, you know could be absolutely atrocious when it comes to it. And it they're a team that, you know, is it's got a lot of question marks. I mean the rotation I mean they've got Naradado, of course. And they got Wade Davis on the mound. But but after that, you know Matt Kemp. Daniel Murphy's there. I mean, but I don't know. Trevor's story is the is the, is the key key piece to this whole situation. If he can be healthy, maybe. Well, may, the, Rock- maybe. the Rockies are
1: going to score runs, but the pitching and chorus is a disaster always. So yes. what's we'll
0: the? To... That's that's right. that's the key thing. That's an absolute key thing. So it's it's going to be interesting. So again, in the East, you have Atlanta, Washington, Philadelphia the Mets and the Marlins. In the Mm -hmm. Central, you have the Cubs, St. Louis, Louis. the Reds, then you have Milwaukee and the Pirates, Mm -hmm. and then in the West, you have the Dodgers, the Diamondbacks, the Padres, San Francisco, and Colorado. And they flip-flop between the two of those. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's, you know... I come to you a lot, and you know our lists somewhat agree most of the times, and then some. But then there's few years like our like last, this past year's football picks, like when we were doing our when we were doing our football prediction. You know, I had I had Atlanta and and San Diego. I'm like how 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 the hell did I get those? I don't know. But this year is just going to be. <laughs> this year in baseball, it's it's just a different it's a different story than it would than it would be usually because. We're doing a sprint instead of a marathon, so...
1: And I, I did double-check just now. Uh, there are 4 wildcard teams. Okay. So, it's still just two in each... Um,
0: two in each division?
1: There's, oh, there's four... I'm sorry. There's Each league will field three division winners and four wild-card teams. So you want to pick your four wild-card teams from Ooh. each league?
0: Oh, yeah. So, one, one of them for certain... It's gonna be Tampa, I yeah, I agree there.
1: Yeah, Tampa's
0: there. Um, the other one. You said there's two in each of the in the leagues. Uh,
1: four in each league. Each each league will. So you
0: have so so so, so so technically you have if we're, if we're going I'll go off my list you have the Yankees Houston. And Minnesota is your top three, and then you have four underlying teams underneath that. So there's seven teams all together. You're telling me that? Yes. Okay. So then, then there'd be Tampa being one of them. Um, I have the White Sox being another one. Um, Boston's there, but I think they get they sneak in at the end. They get the final spot, and then if I had to, Oakland in the American League and then in the National League it's it's Atlanta for my list and then definitely Atlanta for my list um, I think the Cubs and the Reds get in and maybe Arizona that's what I think
1: I, I agree with a lot of viewers um, Tampa Bay for sure uh, I think Cleveland gets in I think Houston gets in and the fourth wildcard spot I think it could be our socks. I, I think they, they could sneak in if you know. I love it that, that you're calling it our socks. Oh, that's oh, that's because uh, I, I post on a white socks message board and that's because... Um, we used to post on another board and they used to the previous board used to say our socks, so we say that to make fun of them. Oh, okay. So our our socks, yeah. Um and then for the National League, yeah. um, the second-place team in the East, I I had Washington second, but if it's Philadelphia, then they'll be Philadelphia. Um, I think the the Cardinals and the Reds, and then Arizona.
0: I think that's a good, good. – so then it boils down to this. If you had to do it right now, and you're seeing what the schedule looks like, Nick, the money man, DeVera, who do you see playing for the Commissioner's Trophy at the end of the season?
1: American League, it's yep. gonna be the New York Yankees. Okay. And for the National League, ah, man, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the Dodgers.
0: Great minds think alike. I think it's gonna be the Yankees and the Dodgers. I think it's gonna be the battle of the coast in my opinion too. And I mean, you know you what?
1: Can, you the box would love that with the revenue. New York, LA, Oh
0: yeah. God. oh they would absolutely eat that up. It be it it would be it would be an all-you-can-eat buffet for them, there. I mean, it, it would be, and I don't know. It just it, for me, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. We don't know what this season is going to entail because it's you, you could lose, you could be on a six-game, seven-game losing streak, and you could be out of the playoff picture in a heartbeat. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, one bad week will absolutely fuck you. Yes. Pardon language.
0: Uh, that's all right. I mean, it's its going to be interesting. I—I'm looking forward to it. I'm—I'm just glad that we're getting baseball back, and you know, we are get—we—we're getting—we're getting the NHL back in next week. We're going to get the NBA back. We're already into MLS, you know, and you know, it's—it's just—it's a good time. To, who would have thought that we would be talking all four major sports brands? in the month of August. Because remember, we've got training camp with the NFL starting up too in next week. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... That's that's true. It's absolutely true.
1: Absolutely um, true. Do you, you want to be bold and attempt to pick a Cy Young and MVP? Or no?
0: Yes, I'll be bold. I feel I feel dangerous, as Baker Mayfield says, but I feel dangerous. Um, Cy Young, for me... That
1: one this one's this one's tough because the MVP, you know, you can kind of but the Cy Young is tough.
0: Young is tough. Um Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, oh uh who do you have? <laughs> who do you project?
1: I'm I'm going with the South side sweep for both. I have Lucas Giolito in the Cy Young pipe dream
0: and I have Yohan Moncada as the MVP. I see Mankata winning the, uh, the MVP. I could see that. Cy Young wise,
1: yeah, it's tough. I I just spat all Mon- I, I know. I know. Um. Oh my God. I Me, mean, you,
0: you can't go wrong. With, you can't go wrong with Verlander. I mean, you can't. But I'd be surprised. I think it could come out of the East. I think it could be a Yankee. I really do. And that's 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 saying something. That's absolutely saying something. Um it ain't going to be Tanaka. And and that's that that's a whole another story but I, I don't know it It for me for me it boils down to I think it comes from... I think it's going to be Yankee that's going to be the the Cy Young. I really do. And... I don't, I don't think it's going to be... I, I, I don't... This is, that, this is a tough... This is a tough one. But I do agree... I
1: know, isn't it? And there's a National League one, too, we got to
0: pick next, too. I know. Too, so we, I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. It's tough. It is tough. It's tough. Um... You know who I think it is? Who's Garrett, that? Garrett Cole. Ooh, okay. He's coming from New York, first year in New York. He's gonna be on the big stage. If he gets shut down, if he gets shut down, Boston, for at least two of the starts, I think he wins the Cy Young. Yeah, I can see that. Either he can, if he can, if he can at least get to a, a, I don't know, a four and two record or. a... Or a four and one record, or or a two and two record with this ERA being low, I could see that. Nash and the American League, the MVP I have Moncada. I think he is one of the best. Um, easy pick for me, Cy Young in the West, in the in the in the National League. That's Kershaw. I think Kershaw. Yeah,
1: that's mine too. That's yeah. an
0: e. That's an easy one. Um, who do you have for an MVP?
1: Man, I thought this one
0: was kind of tough. Um, I, I think it might be Acuna. Ooh, Acuna. I'm gonna be a little bit of a homer here. I think the way that you know everything is shaping up, I wouldn't be surprised if if Joey Votto gets the the MVP this year. Yeah, he's an old.
1: He's an older, professional hitter who might thrive in this kind of this season. And it's you a could...
0: short season, and he's coming back from injury. He's he's going to be fully healthy. This is a contract year, so he wants to make the big numbers. Why not go for it and get the MVP and make Cincinnati have to pay big bucks for him because of the big yep. deals that they made. I could see that. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's old in age. I mean, he's, he's thirty six years old. But think about it. You know, he's been sitting under the radar for the longest period of time. I see Joey Bat. I see Joe. I call him Joey Bats now, because you know, Batista's gone. But yeah. I think Joey Votto, Joey Bats, I think can actually hit some, hit the balls, hit the ball out of the park, and especially being at Great America. And remember, they're playing the Tigers twice this year. And the tiger rotation is absolutely atrocious. So yeah, he, yeah. And he and can, there's he a lot can, of
1: bandbox in uh, the Central's divisions. Yeah, both of them: Reds, Pittsburgh, Chicago, uh, Kansas City. A lot of, a lot of bandboxes.
0: Yeah. So it's gonna be. It'd be interesting. I'll say this: It was weird the other night on Sunday night watching the White Sox and the Cubs and seeing Jason Kipnis. Not in an Indian's uniform, but in a cub uniform, and then having him his first at bat on national television as a cub hitting it into the bleachers and this seeing the ball going into the bleachers and you know nobody nobody there to grab it it's it it's weird that we don't we won't have fans unfortunately in the stands I would you know i I'll, I'll say this to you, Nick, as we're getting ready to close up shop here. I think they should do something with like what NASCAR is doing. And that is, like, invite, like, you know, military members and people that have, you know, you know, the military bases that are in around that area that come into the ballpark and sit and watch a game at least. You know, the ones that have already been tested, tested negative, you know, because NASCAR has done in the past at, like, Homestead and a few other races where they have let, like, the military members come into the ballpark Have them come into the into the racetrack and sit in the grandstands, whereas they can have them at the ballpark either sitting behind the plate or, you know, sitting. Some of them can sit out in the outfield if they if they choose and and see what you know get that live atmosphere because we're seeing a lot of the stadiums like in like at City Field that are going to have cutouts, and and you're going and which is cool. And in Oakland they have a cutout, and if the ball if the foul ball hits you. Then you get the foul ball, so that's yeah. that's that's pretty cool too. But my, uh, we're, we're, we're towards the end of the program tonight here on All Andy Alfred, and I ask you the question: Do you want pumped in crowd noise at major league stadiums?
1: Um, it's it's really tough. The one at Wrigley Field last night, I I I saw part of the game I my break. I didn't get to watch the whole game. That one was kind of cheesy. But I was watching highlights of the Diamondbacks-Dodger game at Dodger Stadium last night. And that one was done pretty well. Um, I guess if it's done well and done right, I'm all for it. But if it's going to sound hokey, because I watched the game on Saturday, too, the Yankees-Mets uh, game yeah. from City Field. And Citi Field was kind of, kind of crappy, too. Um, it, it just depends.
0: It just and depends and, they're, they use, and they're using the audio from MLB The Show. For the crowd noise, oh is it yeah, okay, so I, I mean, guess
1: they'd rather have without, but if they can do it right then it's fine
0: yeah i I, I totally totally agree if, if, if but the thing is it no, it's nothing gonna beat nothing beats actually being in the stands and watching the game in person and keeping the score in person, but you know you know I'm just glad that we've got we're, we've got baseball back.
1: Are are you off
0: Thursday? Uh yes, I am. What what's on your grill for? Uh, are you gonna watch the game. Are you
1: gonna get some some brews. You gonna probably have, up- probably, have, have some, out, yeah. probably
0: have some probably have a couple cold ones and have some have some brats on there and watch uh, Doctor Fauci throw out the first pitch at at Nationals Park against the Yankees. And that's gonna be that'll be interesting to see see that take place. And you know it, it'll be it'll be a, it'll be an interesting show. I, yeah. I, 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 I'll, one last question, and I'll sure. I'll post this to you. The schedule shapes out to being a lot of night games. Are you a favor of that, or should it have been more day games?
1: Um. Well, I I work nights at the hospital, so I would have preferred uh some some new nurse so I could watch a couple innings for work. Um. But you know, baseball is mostly played at night. In general, I mean, I know Wrigley plays in days, and there's some day games at Comerica Park a lot um, for your Tigers. But yeah. I, I'm fine with it being at night. I, I've I've looked at the schedule for our socks and checked my week off, my weekends off, and it works out because one of the weekends I'm off. The socks are playing the Indians, so I'm. So that's gonna be my opening night, I guess, for lack of better words. I'm gonna uh, get some Miller Lite, the official beer of the socks, and some <laughs> some some hot dogs and. Makes but I'm fine. but it doesn't really matter to me either way. Yeah. I guess. I
0: mean, it, it, it's just glad that we've got the sport back on the tele on the television, and it's yes. kind of one of those things where you know, it's you know baseball gets its own week basically now, because yeah. the the NFL and the NA the NHL and the NBA will start up at the end at the first the August first officially, and but baseball will get now from Friday to Thursday basically to, to make an impression and that's 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 the really good thing mm-hmm. it's absolutely the good thing so um, Nick do you want to plug anything off the top of your head
1: um, yeah if you want to watch me stream on twitch uh, twitch.tv backslash Nick of N-I-C-K-O-F-Y-P-R-E-S and I'm also on twitter at Nick And you can find me on YouTube, (laughs) YouTube.com backslash White Sox nine zero one. That's how old my YouTube channel is. Is nowadays you can't have a custom YouTube URL unless you have so many subscribers and all that. My channel on YouTube, which is one hundred twenty subscribers now, by the way. Wow, uh, Wow. slowly growing. um, Uh. Is from 2007, I think. Is, I think it's September or August of 07. And back then, you could have a custom URL. So that's, that's all the channel is. Yeah, But you can go ahead and follow me on there. I, I post my Twitch highlights on there now. I don't really do the reviews anymore.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Okay, and you're not writing anything right now for any blogs or any blog posts or anything like that that our listeners can listen to, to view? Uh, I, 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 I want
1: to update the blog. That's uh, I have two of them. I have two of them uh, it's beattheshift.tumblr.com that's more of and will be across the board if you want to hear my opinions on the socks you can find that at southsiderepublic.tumblr.com
0: Nick it's been a pleasure to have you on my program tonight of course thank you so much from the bottom of my heart and I want also to want to thank you for what you do in the hospital service and to all of you guys in the front line we're thinking about you and um, and stay safe thanks Andy, I appreciate it alright, that was Nick Devera, Nick the Money Man Devera my former co-host right here on All Andy Alfred it's going to wrap it up for the program tonight as always, I'm pulling for you we're all in this together game of life, keep your stick on the ice and remember, wear a damn mask and to the teams you work for at home, and to my teams go Tigers and go Reds and go Tribe and go Jackets Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great week, everybody. And enjoy baseball. And I'll talk to you guys next week, right here on All Andy Alford. Love you. Talk to you guys then.